Gaming and BS, episode 264, being recorded Monday, October 14th, 2019. Welcome to Gaming and BS, the tabletop RPG podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Brett. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, folks. Glad to have you all here. Sean, how the hell was your weekend, man? I uh, I had to undergo Sean um, uh, proactive sickness measures. Ah, okay. I think I got this way exactly at the same time last year. You did. Just I think you did. I have to go because my wife got pissed off because she got sick and I leapt off and went to Gamehole Con. Yeah, but you go into like the hardcore juice, sweated out vodka scotch count. I don't know what the hell you do, but it's pretty intense. It's not for the faint of heart. I know it's, that. It's one part resting, one mm-hmm. part sweating, mm-hmm. and one part drinking. So that's basically an old man watching a football game. <laughs> so this is why old uh, men in Wisconsin tend to live long. I don't know. Is that why? On an elevated level. On an elevated Oh, I see. On, yeah. a, on a less ironic level. Okay, I see. So I'm hoping that it has been officially kicked, but I have a little bit lingering, of a little bit. But I should be, I'm, I should be good. Now I have to worry about my wife getting because she, she gets sick, and I go to game hole con. She is gonna be so pissed off. Well, that's the best place to be. She can't hit you from there. Oh God. <laughs> Her being sick and having to take care of the dogs and the cats. Oh, not fun. While I'm off having fun. Oh yes, yes. Yes, that's. I was nice. actually a little nervous this last weekend. I had a big data center move. I was stuck in the office on Saturday. Actually, first half of a day. Did center you move, move it all yourself? Yep. Um, pretty strong. Been working wow. out a lot. Anyway, it's crazy. I lead from the front, man. When my mm. team is in the office all weekend, I'm in the office all weekend. That's how you do it, man. And uh, this See, will be as of this Saturday. This Saturday is the big, big kahuna of this one. After this is done, I've moved three of these fuckers this calendar year. I don't want to do this again for a while. Brett, I I don't think you have the reputation as an IT director. No, Because why? if you were a true IT director, you would not be there. Yeah, I'm okay you'd, with that. I'm you'd okay be like, with yep, that. let me know if anything goes wrong. I'm going to be fishing. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm not doing that. Well, I'm just saying. Because when Game Hole Con rolls around, I walk out and I don't worry about work. Because oh. everybody I just did, everybody I just sweat with, I just sat there, put in the time. I bought the lunches, I ran the errands, I talked to all the executives, kept people off the back, let the guys do the job they need to do, the men and women who need to do it. I'm running interference. They work hard for you. It's team right. building, man. All right. Okay. It works. Oh, all right. Lead from the front. Sure. Yeah, it mean, makes sense. Totally. I'm I mean, I, I'm no, I'm no Sean Kelly. I'm right out there in the front. Man, I'm not leaving <laughs> jack shit. Uh, I'm just saying. So I got to ask you this before we. Oh, so let's just jump into announcements here. So evercon.org. We'd love to have some more BSers running games. We got a couple of them creeping out there. So more BSers would be great. Go out there at evercon.org. Buy your badge, thirty-five bucks for a weekend, and uh, run a game. We're gonna get Sean to run some games. And so, speaking of cons, we all know GamblecCon is coming. Is the Gaming BS Uber live this year? Is that happening? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody needs a lift, let me know. The only thing we've is... had this, we've had this going now for what game? Well, what what year seven. will this be? It'd be seven. Yeah. Well, six years though. The first year, we weren't a thing. No. That was we were just a a dream in our collective eye. Were we? 
Yeah, we were. It was Game of Con 2 is the first one I went to. Oh, I suppose. I mean, we have been around yes. for five years. Game yes. has been around for seven. I guess that math would come out correctly. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Coming there. Anyway, point is, we've had the, the Uber services for a while. Only a few people have taken. Although we have had famous people, solid gamer people. You never know. You mean, you drove Pat Kilbane around, so. The Gaming BS Uber has indeed driven out celebrities from the hotel. To the yep. I put on the chauffeur hat and the nice little suit. Yeah. Yep. No, I don't. So. <laughs> no, it's it's more like a, a Speedo um, <laughs> cutoff t-shirt, the pack bat. of smokes rolled up in a corner. Where you going, Mac? What's up? Where you going to be? I'll take you there. It's all right. I'll keep the meter running. So it is, in effect, if you need a ride from the airport to Game Holcon, the only thing is, is that in the Madison airport, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not picking you up in Milwaukee or Chicago, no offense, but it's got to be Madison, and you got to give me a heads up, and I will let you know if I can so that you can make accommodations else otherwise. I do have a game Thursday night, so if you're coming in Thursday night, that's going to be tough. I think my game ends, well, maybe it's not Thursday night. I think I run during the day. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but just give me a heads up and I will let you know if I can make that happen. I literally live a mile from the airport because I like the rumbling of the engines. <laughs> I get cheap real estate. Cheap real estate. That's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's like living next to the L. Yeah. Uh, so I, I saw a really awesome looking gaming BS t-shirt on Twitter. Melissa. Yes. Do you listen to gaming BS? It depends. That's right. She hit me up and said that she was looking for a shirt that had something along those lines, and I made one so that she could take advantage of such, I guess, slogan, material, Is whatever. that shirt available in our online store? It's, yeah, it is. Is it? It should be, yes. Yeah. It's not. I'm looking at it right Are you serious? Now. It's I'm not? Look, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Shut up. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, oh, I'll go to the well, she had. BS. It's the only way she could buy it. I have no idea. Is it a women's only size or something? No, I think I made it. Um, I made it available. You're right. It's not on there. It's That's not there. That's strange. what's killing me because it's an awesome shirt. I love that one. And I'm like, oh, I want to. I want to buy one. And I'm like, son of a bitch, it's not there. That is so odd. It is not on there. So get it out there, big guy, because that's a damn fine looking shirt. I and it was her idea. It was her idea. It was an <laughs> it was an awesome shirt, and she came up with the idea. And she's like, "Hey, I'd like to have it." And Sean pulled it together. So anyway, that point is, is crazy. Fix that shit, dude. I'm looking through all the stuff. Oh, interesting. I got some. Uh. Anyway, Sean will fix that. Unbelievable. She's got the only one. I know she Melissa, does. If you're listening to this, you are one of a kind in more than one more than one ways. Uh, so there you go. We gotta get that out there though, dude. I will fix that for some reason so that other people can can take advantage of that. But she has a number one. Yes, she does. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. All you, right. You could see a picture of uh Melissa's sport in the tea. I'll see if I can link to her Twitter account. She's got a picture of herself and yeah. she grabbed it. So Awesome fan. Thank you very much. Yes, so thank you really, so much very, very kind for, of you. like, not only buying it, but coming up with the idea and everything. In fact, well, anybody, got, anybody pays any attention to us yeah. after five years, it's still pretty cool. So well, I, I, got, I got her back in die roll shows, so everything will be fine. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's go to Random Encounter and get this shit. All moving. right. 
right, where's the button? He still doesn't have his new computer yet. <laughs> I don't. Pissed off. All right. Uh, so I will read the first one. You're going to have to because I oh. wasn't going to. Okay, good. So this is from Mike H. He's looking for advice. Now, context. I'll read the first line. Hi, hi Sean and Brett. Okay. First off, I am glad that I was listening to J- Dave Jackson's podcast when you submitted your Because of My Podcast, which was very touching. I live in a very small town in Idaho, and in the last couple of years, I've wanted to try the tabletop RPG games like D&D. Very cool. Yes, Mike. Of course, man. Everybody's, hey, everybody's curious, Mike. Of course they are. Get in there. Do yeah. it. Mike, anyway, what, you, what, so, so wait. Now something's yeah. obviously in his way. He's asking for advice. Let's see what he got. Trying to get people to commit to playing or getting started has been a challenge. The one reason I think it has been challenging is none of us know what we are doing. Hey, Mike, we never knew what we were doing. No. Not I, I swear to God, man, Mike. freaking hint. This is... <laughs> it, it, Jokes aside, all seriousness, man, the first time I started playing, like I may have told the story before, I sat down with my brother, uh, with my buddy Todd and his older brother Terry. What's up, Todd? And Terry says, hey, you're going to play d and I have no idea what this is. All of our characters said, just give everybody 25 and everything. We all had 25 in every stat. 25. Well, no idea how or why. First level paladin, 25 stats. It was just awesome. And what is that? Uh, plus eight? Uh, plus a hundred million. I don't yeah. fucking know. I have no idea what it was. At, at that age, I thought Magic Missile was a literal like ICBM, right? I had no idea what was going on. Point is, no one, oftentimes the first time through, when you're by yourself trying to crank it out, knows all the ins and outs and all the pieces of it, man. I am serious. Not knowing exactly what you're doing is a legitimate thing, and it's totally normal. Yeah. I have a story about that after this. Um, so he continues. The one reason I think, okay, so they, they don't know what they're doing. I bought the Lost Mine of Fandalver starter set and have been reading through the rules, but I will be honest, these uh, sometimes go right over my head. I seem to be a visual learner. Do you know of any good YouTube videos, or as I am new to your podcast, is there any episodes you would recommend for me? Any other tips or advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance, Mike. All right. So hold on. Mike, hold on. I've got I've well, got one. You 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 start talking. I've got one. I've so got one. let's start with Mike. You gotta start at episode one, buddy. And gotta start one and work your way forward. <laughs> That's one way to do it. And work your way forward. I haven't used that one in a long time. <laughs> no, I haven't. Start one. Because I don't know if forward. I want everybody to go back to number Oh, for one. God's sakes. All the all the lessons we learned from the aforementioned podcast master, uh, we're not all applied at the beginning. So I would strongly recommend, if people haven't figured out, I love Matthew Colville's work. If you go to um, Matthew Colville on YouTube and you start in his running the game playlist, he has intro number one, running the game. This is a literally start with number one. And then number two is your first adventure running the game number one and he has your first session running the game number two your first dungeon making characters if you watch those he literally sits down and builds a dungeon for you and says hey here's a thing gives you a map you can download it he gives you all the stuff you need and it's all fifth edition stuff it is really well done brad probably has it up in front of him which would be cool if he just put it in die roll i'm gonna throw in die roll it's gonna happen what I'm saying is it's it's really cool. And I think if you start at the beginning, later on, as Matt gets into 
the more advanced stuff and different components and so on. This, if you're anything like me, I started at one with him, like, oh, what's this all about? I started watching, and next thing I know, I've seen them all a whole bunch of times. There's a lot of great nuggets in there. Um, Matt does an amazing job, in my opinion. Check this stuff out. I will put a link in the show notes. But Matt Colville, uh, check him out on YouTube. And um, honestly, man, I, I think, Mike, if you start there, that would be a good place. Keep going, Sean. What do you got? So, oh, uh, man. I think Matt Colville's video series is good. I think there's probably a few others that are out there. For, as far as our episodes, they're all over the place, Mike. So I don't know if I, I – we should probably compile a list of – Hey, are you just getting started playing D&D or a tabletop RPG? Here, here's the playlist and we'll make a playlist or something along those lines. I got a few things in mind for the website and that's probably one of them. So right now the short answer is I don't have like a list that I would be able to just go here, munch on these. Huh. Um, but what I also wanted to say was part of <laughs> you're not the only one, first of all. I actually had this happen recently where I, I do recruiting as a profession and I reached out to uh, a gentleman um, and said, Hey, I can help you get a job. Not interested. Like in the job that I had. Okay, fine. Drats, says Sean. That's my right. money. Baby looking, needs shoes. He's looking for something else. Great. As the, we wrap up like, okay, well, nice talking to you. That was kind of it. He's like, Hey, I just noticed that you do, uh, you play D, like you play RPGs, and I'm like, yep, and and, uh, and you do a po- and you do podcasting. Like he didn't put, he's like, w- they're both different. Like, oh, you play RPGs and podcast? I said yes. Do you play? Right. I get, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I come across people that play D and D in my profession because I'm an IT recruiter. This is how Sean and Brett met. Yeah, go figure. Right? Just in case you haven't, if you didn't catch that one, that's that's exactly how we met. But similar to Mike, he was like, I said, do you play? And he goes, well, me and my friends have always are starting to want to play and look into it, but none of us do currently. And I said, oh, okay, well, what's, what's the holdup? And he's like, well, none of us know how, and we don't know where to get started. And I said, oh, shit, man, just, you know, let me know. Give me a heads up, dude, and I'll run you like a four-hour one-shot sometime. I'll come in, run you guys through something, and then I'll say, so you guys get all the, the hang of it. But after that, somebody's going to have to take over. Yeah, 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 I can't. I do not have the time nor the energy to be the full-time dungeon and He's master like, oh, I might, take, I might take you up on that. And I said, yeah, I'll show you the rules. I'll get you pre-gens and all that. And I said, oh, and by the way, there's a gaming convention coming up. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. And I said, oh, and by the way, I do a podcast. You can go and listen to that. <laughs> He's like jotting all this stuff down. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, Josh, if you're listening to this, buddy, I'm talking about you. So uh, hopefully they, he doesn't. So I think his friends are putting the pressure on him specifically. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, Mike, though. One of the things you mentioned is you're a very small town in Idaho. And, you know, I grew up in what I thought was a pretty small town in central Wisconsin. It turned out the older I got that there's a fuck ton of people who are actually playing D&D or Vampire or Amber or GURPS, you know, Warhammer, Fantasy Battles. There's all sorts of stuff. I do not know the town you're in. So I don't know. Do you have a comic book shop? Do you have a friendly local gaming store, someplace that sells board games? Do you have a bookstore in town? I don't know where you're at, dude. It's probably the same place Napoleon Dynamite was. It could well be. Yeah. Uncle Rico. Anyway, point is, is that sometimes if you have a gaming store and I know we've talked and we've 
you know, railed against the the bad gaming store and praised the the good ones. But Adventurers League can be a very good way, um, especially at certain game stores. We're like, hey, have you tried? I've never played before. Would you help me? The men and women, by and large, who are working, um, running Adventures League stuff, love getting new players. I've never met anybody who doesn't like teaching it, right? If you're running Adventures League, they have a pretty good time with it. So, um, But if you're in a place where you're like, look, the closest one I could get to is an hour drive. It's a long fucking way and blah, blah, blah. I seriously, Matt Colville's stuff is, especially if you start at the beginning and you go through those first few, you're going to get a good taste for it. And I think if you're looking at that and then <laughs> the way the YouTube algorithm works, right, you go there and you start reading, watching those, you're going to get bumped into a few others. Actual plays can be okay. Sean, I've touched on it a bit from a podcast perspective. I mean, I love my Avalon actual play podcast, but it's not going to teach you how. It's not, no. that's not its purpose. That's more entertainment if you understand the game system it's a setting thing so on and so forth it's not going to teach you how i really think um starting with the matt colville stuff and then if you do search on youtube you may um after that you may find like how to play and uh, you might find some good stuff but colville stuff is good and it's digestible so anyway enough praise there mike if you go to episode 220 so if you go to gamingabs.com forward slash 220 that's the one we did on organized play. Uh-huh. So that's Adventurers League. That's what Brent is Brett is alluding to. Yeah, that's, I'm not Brent. Haven't ever been. Bre- Brentus <laughs> Brentus Maximus is alluding to. And uh that will give you an understanding of what organized play is and that sometimes is a good spot to to start if you can. And sometimes organized play isn't only done in a local game store. Sometimes they'll run that online. Mm-hmm. And, but it is a very uniform way um, of getting in and learning some some of that, too. So The other thing I would say in, in a parting piece here, Mike, is if you jack this up, no one cares. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no I mean, seriously, there are, uh, we you, joke about this. You're in the your show. own expert. There <laughs> are, exactly. There are no gaming police. We've said this before. This is like the perfect con costume. If you want to cosplay, go as the gaming cop. Melissa what? wants to go to Game Hole Con and dress up as the con police. The 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 yeah, yeah. RPG cop. Yeah. I, I want her to hand out tickets like I'm sorry, play meta gaming five dollars or something like yeah. something. Like, walk up, take people's d20s. I'm sorry, meta gaming. Give me two d20s. Anyway, point is, Mike, if you screw it up, you go. Oh, guess what, guys? I ran that combat wrong. The bad guy should have been doing d10 damage instead of d8. It's not a big deal. And I think Lost Minds of Fandelver is in bad. Sean, you have looked at the different, the newer version of the beginner's box set for 5e. You poked around with that, and I believe you had said that it was better, in your opinion, than Lost Minds. So I'm, putting, I, I'm totally putting Sean on the spot. You should see his face. He's like, ah, I w- fuck, I forget. I would get the newer one, Essentials. Essentials, thank you. I would get the Essentials kit if you can... Uh, spring for it. The reason is, is it's got some stuff in there that would make uh, a newcomer feel a little more comfortable, but it doesn't come with pre-gens. And the starter oh, set. Oh, that's right. And the starter set does. So it's I kind think, of like a two a two prong approach to, to learning how, if you will, two different yeah, boxes. Yeah. Somebody will say, "Well, yeah, great," because you want to learn how to create a character, and then there are some that oh. And then there will be some that will say, oh, I just want these, and then I can start. 
to run the game. Yeah. But otherwise, the combination of the two, they go hand in hand and help out pretty pretty well. Um, Yeah, we could sit here and talk to Mike all day. Oh, totally, man. I mean, as corny as it sounds, you go to dnd.wizards.com, Wizards of the Coast website, and they have links to different things about their games. They often have different links to, hey, here's our here's a podcast we we're on or whatever it is. So you may find some, some stuff there too. I mean, seriously, man, YouTube searches and go to the, the company that's making the game, go to their website and you often will find some great stuff. So anyway, honestly, we, man, honestly, we will man, be here. Yeah, totally. And Mike, uh, Mike H man it is awesome that you and your buddies, um, you men and women who are wanting to play here. Um, you, you you're into it. That's cool. It's a hell of a damn good hobby. I've been doing this in third grade. Uh, I'm in my 40s. I still love this. I still love this hobby, man. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Welcome into the fold, dude. Absolutely. All right. What do we got here? Jello. 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 Oh, we always we were thinking we might not get to this one, but hey, there's always room for Jello. Sends us something about being serious. Hey guys, just responding to a question. Sorry, bad joke. About characters' age experience that was brought up in Why So Serious. One of my favorite backgrounds I've come up with uh, was for a 40-year-old human fighter. Long story short, he was a farmer his entire life. His son got mixed up with the wrong crowd and disappeared. He sold his farm and everything he owned to buy armor and a sword and set out to find the boy. That example isn't much help in the human versus elf situation, but it can be done. Um, another solution is to switch to a game that doesn't use levels. When I run Desolation, the ubiquity system, I tend to grant bonus experience for new characters to spend based on their age and background. At a certain age threshold, um, they begin to lose attributes, but they still have XP to spend. Hope that helps at all. So what Jell is referring to is on the uh, Why So Serious episode, one of our listeners had written in and talked about age differences between PCs and so forth. And this is a response to that. Jell, I think that's a damn good idea. I mean, sometimes it's fun. To have that um, that backstory in there and like, why are you, everyone else is 16. How come you're 40 years old and only first level? Well, here's why. I was a farmer up until now and goblins ate my baby. So I'm out, <laughs> you know, I'm out to take them down. Or damn kobolds took took Margaret or they stole Horace. I got to get them back. So it's uh, just good stuff you can do there. I like that. Thank you, Joe. That's good ideas. Anything else, man? No. Little thin, little thin. Well, the last episode dropped pretty late. Oh, so... And it probably sucked. Probably did. No, I don't know. It did. dropped late because I don't have a computer. Well, you got a new one coming, which is good. Yeah. You could actually... I know, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot see Sean's face, but when I mention new computer, his eyes light up. He gets a little radiant glow. He's so happy. I would be happier if it wasn't so expensive. <laughs> I sprung too much money. That's Anyways, okay. it's all good. Let's move on to the main oh topic, man. God. Let's go on. Let's let's leave the pain of financial wisdom behind. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Matt Cyberlick over on our forums, gamingbs.com. Check out our forum section. He says, I'd like to hear the BS take on aligning GM and player expectations. I've talked about this before, Matt. What could you be talking about? <gasps> Regarding the description of in-game elements and actions. Wordy, I know, but this is something that appears most sessions in the group that I play in or GM for. What I'm referring to is how to align the way the GM and players exchange info. 
best example I have is a GM looking for the players to say, I'm looking for any irregularities in the walls, drafts, breaks in mortar, versus I search the room. Both can be effective in the game, but only if the GM and player expectations are aligned. I know this is something of a session zero thing, but it always winds up in my group that we still have to hammer out things through a case-by-case basis until we've built up a vocabulary of action descriptions and expectations that both parties understand. The other side of the coin is that the GM description of in-game elements. How much do you give as the initial description of location? How much is revealed only when the players ask pointed questions? I tend towards the middle ground, but most important thing is obviously that the GM and players' expectations align. Oh, God. So, Matt, always good always good for a topic, always good for a comment. I, yes! I looked, at, I looked at this, and I'm like, yeah, the first thing, I'm like, well, we talked about this. This is kind of the whole I search, you know, I Greyhawk it. Yeah, my uh, buddy Doc. Old school callback versus <laughs> I looked, I check the floor, I roll marbles, I pour water, I do blah, blah. We've talked about that type of thing before. This At the end of this one, Sean, this got me thinking about ways I, as a game master, have dealt with descriptions. And I found my description approach, I tool it based on the attention span of my players. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? You know, it's like leadership. You can't treat everybody the same. No, you can't. Equal, but fair, but not equal. That's okay. That's, sure. a, that, that's a parenting thing. It was treated I, fairly, not necessarily equally. Okay. Ask ask my ask my well, oldest yeah, son that. I what? Mean, ask my oldest son that. What? How well, come? How come? Thing. How come right. the other daughter got a thing? Well, she didn't rip the front of the car off. Yeah. This is why that was a thing. This is not a thing. Right. Well, and how, one one uh, person may be six years old, and the other one might yeah. be sixteen. How come this? Well, AJ uh, yeah. Connor happens to be an adult and can yes. do this. <laughs> right. Oh yes. Uh-huh. See, he's twenty. You are thirteen. Right. Point being, so here, so example. Let me give you an example here. One of my favorite things you used to do in high school to get people to pay a fucking attention. I want to set the stage, right? I want I want to set a mood. I describe a room. You walk in. You you see the mold. The sconces in the walls, the torches half lit, the flickering lights, the stones, blah, 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 blah. But all that is actually inconsequential compared to the um, large dragon. <gasps> what? You buried the lead, motherfucker. Oh, my God, there's a dragon. Jeez, why didn't you tell her right out of the gate? Because of what happens, my players will get complacent. Players want to get like right to the heart of it. They want to get to the juicy bit right, right away. And I'm like, no, there's this cool stuff. Because what would happen is I'd go, you open the door and there's a dragon. And someone would do so. Well, what else is in the room? I'm like, oh my god. Okay, this is ages before people would say. Well, I assume it's in a dragon's lair. I pick up a line, a sword that's lying in the garbage or that's lying on the side. I pick up a bone or I do something. This is honestly very old school approach and just younger play styles. Uh, insofar as we didn't know to do it any differently, people constantly ask me what is in the room. I got sick of describing it after combat had joined. So I describe the room and then say, oh, by the way, there's a dragon there. Oh, oh, crap, it's a dragon. They would look at me and go, God damn, you son of a bitch, you buried the lead. Well, that was partly to get their attention and make sure that they actually paid attention to me. Then I started playing with other gamers, like when I ran uh, Avalon for, um, what was it? Let's see, you, Wayne, Wayne's daughter, um, Joe Swick, and Brian were there and I was running. You guys paid attention to everything all the way through. So I didn't have to pull out any sneaky descriptive tactics to get you guys to pay attention. Cause you're, you're hint, glued on my every word. At least you acted like you were. Might've been the beer. Don't know. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was all done. I was changing my tactics and my approach. I do this anyway, based on how I see the players reacting to descriptive text in one way, shape, or the other. I've never actually sat down and said, this is how I'm going to describe stuff. Is that okay? We've never had a session zero discussion on expectations with descriptions. Sean, have you ever done such a thing or how do you, um, what, what's been your experience with GM descriptions? Uh, I have, I've run this gamut before. Okay. And I've never laid it out to the point where it's, it's black and white, right? I haven't, I haven't sat down and set the expectations like Matt has kind of said, Hey, how, you know, session zero, by the way, when you look in it and you say search or you're doing a particular skill, you have to describe what you're doing in the narrative so that I understand exactly what you're kind of doing. And therefore I can act accordingly. So I've never really done that. I've just accepted the fact that they're going to do whatever it is they do, how they do it. What, do you, oh, however, sorry, that's, however, they, however that is done. So they walk in the room and say, I searched the room. Do you punish them insofar as not oh, giving I them? punish not them every, every single, single minute <laughs> I can get for it. So when I say punish, I mean this. So I walk in the room and say, well, I Greyhawk the room. Do you go, deep sigh. Yeah. Okay. So mm. where are you searching? Describe what you're doing. Do you coax it out of them, or do you sit back, roll your eyes, and go, "Fine, you sons of guns." Here's the, yeah, fine. Roll your fucking search check, and let's be on with it. Or do you try to encourage them and teach them what you'd like? I, huh. I <laughs> sometimes it depends. Ah, hey, hey. you yeah. said the thing that's on the t-shirt. I, I have the problem with saying the problem with being wishy-washy myself mm-hmm. in a, in that approach in, well, it doesn't matter. That's fine. They go in there they search. I tell them what's in there. They make a roll or they go in there and they go, okay, I look under this. I look under that. Or I prompt them to get more descriptive. It bites me in the ass. And this is why. Lay it on me. If you, if they say, okay, I searched the room, and this time you say, okay, how, where, tell me where you look. Then the party gets into their shit in here I have to actually find and look for. Aha. So I think that throws me to, if you don't do it at session zero, I think there is a, the first time it happens, it's like the first fight. You can tell everybody everything you want about what the expectations are. Everybody can agree at sessions early. Absolutely agree. I am a firm believer in the first session needs to touch on some of the main things that session zero, not, I mean, not forcing the use of an X card if you're using an X card, not forcing a use of a safety tool. What I'm talking about is like, look, I'm saying I'd like you to guys use in-game description of what you're searching. Oh, yes, Chrome, yes, yes, of course, Sean, that's what we'll do. Of course, that's what we'll do. And then the first time they do something, you have to call them on it right away. And and then say, remember, we talked about this. Because if you do wait, and you finally wait till your game master frustration builds up, like, you jerks, you haven't been doing the thing we agreed to, it's almost too late. Because then you're going to get exactly what you just freaking mentioned. 
Oh, wait a minute. It's been 10 sessions. Sean's never asked for that before. I've been through 15 rooms in this dungeon. Oh, there's got to be something here. That's what's going to happen, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It does happen. And yeah. it has happened. And it continues to happen. <laughs> I Part of me would kind of adhere to that. Come on now. You got to give me some details of what you're doing. And usually I push on that a little bit. I don't do it up front because I think that. Well, you're doing it wrong. Well. <laughs> that is totally possible. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I, it, I'm playing in a group where it's like, it's Jeff. It's the Jeff group. So I could just tell him, Jeff, you got to tell me what you're doing, man. You just can't go in there and tell me, oh, I search. Blah. See, I could throw a die at him, and I'm not worried about hurting his feelings. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's like if I look at Lenny, I'm like, look, you son of a bitch. Tell me exactly. what you're fucking. Tell me what you're fucking looking at. If you don't tell yeah. me. Yeah, I'm assuming you're wandering through the room with one hand up your ass because you, you you're too goddamn stupid to look for anything. All right, Brett, I'm sorry. Well, That's Jesus it. Christ, we've been playing for thirty years. How do you not know this? Exactly. But you, you, you do that at a con game with people yeah. you don't know no, or right. online. This that doesn't, doesn't go over so that well. Doesn't, that doesn't. This work. doesn't work. No. no. I'm gonna try that though. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna try that. So I honestly think an, an intro event scene combat where you get to implement the expectations. At the beginning of the game is handy. I'm gonna have to do it for Tomb of Horrors. I think you do. Honestly. I, I do. And I, I didn't I didn't put this in place just for you to say that. I now that well, you no, I, it, I, I have to. Because it's it doesn't facilitate um that type of, of meta at the time. Like, oh I'm gonna search the door. It's you know, where? Like you have to tell me because there is a particular spot that if you search and hit you're going to be in trouble. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, or yeah. you may not. Like, that's the only way you won't or, be in trouble. Or you'll miss something. Or you'll miss something. Or you'll find bad data or good data or all the data. Who knows? Because it is a different, uh, it was written during a different period of time. And mm -hmm. therefore, during that quote unquote era, and even today, the folks that play that type of, that older school type feel, Mm -hmm. That's what they kind of lean on. They, you know, and you didn't have a search check. Now, one of the things that we're kind of going back and forth between GMs and players. So one of the things that so we're kind of on the player side. We'll stick here for a little bit. One of the things I have found that from a player's perspective, I have had some players over the time that have a hard time saying, "Well, I don't know. I mean, what's really in the room?" And then it, is like, a, "Is the candlestick taller than the other one? What shade of blue is this? Is the water like?" Is it moving water? Is oh, it blue it water? Oh, it can get ridiculous for sure. So, so sometimes there is a beauty in the search check. So if this candle is lower than the other, it by must how, have by how many burning so longer. Oh, my God. That means there's a vampire in the room or whatever. Um, so the, the beauty of the search check can be, I'll tell you what, guys. I've got a DC. And I do this with my Avalon setting is that, like, look, if, if you're investigating a thing, you're looking for a deal whatever it is, you roll. And if you roll with like a critical success, I'll give you all the data. So conceivably, in a Tomb of Horrors type of scenario, you could be searching a door. You could have a crew that doesn't want to talk descriptively. And you say, well, to get all the data is a DC 16. To be close, but not quite, is a 10. You could break it out. It would require more work on your part, but then they roll and they roll... A 10, they only get so much. They roll a 17. Hey, they get all the data equal or lesser 
to the number they hit. So you can use that. But again, from a descriptive, uh, excuse me, from a uh, alignment perspective, it, w- it, it would be handy to say, hey, this is how I'd like to do um, this type of searching. When you guys search for something, you're rolling a die and I have a range of target numbers. If you hit the number that I've set or higher, you get all of it. If you're under it, up to a certain amount, you get it slightly less, slightly less, well, slightly less. Nothing. Pretty kind of standard. No, it's not. In three O, it is. Well, yeah, if you do that. So what I mean, I'm saying it, it, is, most a, people, most people go. You search the room, you find nothing. That's true. It's very. It can be very. Though this is an expectation piece, right? It can be very black and white, very binary. You either found it or you didn't. And what I'm saying is that to help the investigation, help the descriptive components of it to draw it out of your players and for players to know that it's necessary by giving them a range of what they've found. Sometimes they, it, it helps. And I should stipulate what I'm talking to is usually knowledge based. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So the higher the role, they get all of it. The, you know, <clears throat> yep. But you can sh- do it with anything. I'm searching the door. I'm scanning it. I'm you running my hands over it. A handle. Okay, cool. Cool. Now. And a keyhole. So I, I rolled, I found a handle and a keyhole. Wayne's what? playing next to me. Roll, Wayne rolls an 18. Wayne finds that the handle ha- doesn't turn right oh. out of the gate. Oh. And the keyhole is, he notices that it's a knee level instead of waist high. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Oh. So those pieces. Oh, that must mean something, though. It could. Yeah, it could definitely it could. mean something. It's like the tall person like lives here or a short person I- lives here. <laughs> you never know. Oh, oh, that's great. I'm going to write that down. It's crazy. It's, it's going to be brilliant. nuts. It's brilliant. But this is all, sometimes I think we get caught up with the bullshit. Oh, well, that's the deal, though. You're a guy, though, who loves people to say, I don't, you don't want people to say, I greyhawk it. You want them to explain what they're doing. I do, but I also had certain situations where I've just said, screw it, man. Screw it. They go in there, you search, you get a 20 or whatever, you search, here it is. Like, Parts, you want you want binary? There, well, mm, I don't know, nece- nah, not necessarily, but I think there is times when, especially if it is divulging stuff. I'll give you an example. Um, mm-hmm. I call Cthulhu. I wonder if anybody's listening to this. I don't think anybody's call uh, listening to this. There was a a encounter where there's two people um, in Jackson Elias's room. Okay. And depending on when the player characters show up and what they do when they show up depends on what happens. So, for example, if they show up and they don't screw around, they can find the two people in the room. Correct. If they screw around, knock on the door, I don't know, maybe he's not in there and they're talking outside the room and they're hemming and hawing on what to do, that will give the opportunity of the people in the room to to leave, to escape. Mm -hmm. If they escape, they are to take clues with them. Yes. Sean, being the game master, wants the characters to actually have a good amount of the clues. Correct. I just, I just do. Like, I don't really give a shit. I they will, don't want to just burst in, find the body, cut in pieces, not and understand it. what kind of weapon was used and blah, blah, right. blah. Right, or where to go from here. Got it. Right. In those instances, which isn't wholly uncommon in the old D&D sphere, I, yeah, here you go. This is what it does. This is what's in there. This is what you're looking at. So what, it, what are you going to do? 
So as a game master, then, when the players are standing outside him and hawing from an explanation perspective, are you in, are you like using in-game or metagame saying, you guys are standing here for a long time. How long do you want this conversation to take? Are you doing that type of thing to help push them along? Because to me, it's not only just explanations and descriptions, but sometimes it's a description of the passage of time. Because I've had it where my players have sat and talking. I'm like, okay, hang on a second. Are you really seriously having this hour and a half long debate right now? <laughs> that is something you have to nail players down on anyway, because they will sit oh, yeah. and it, talk about whatever for an hour and not, no, like, oh, no, no, no. This is like, we're doing this like within a few minutes. Yeah, and I do this, I'll do this off of a combat. I'll run combat. I get intense. I yell. I point. I scream. I, I, I shake the table. I do. I get people fucking paying attention. We go. Like you, what are you doing? Uh, next, over there. Oh, boom, boom, boom. It's combat. It's crazy. It's gunfire. Ah, what's going on? And you make it intense or, or feeling like it's happening fast from a description perspective just to keep it moving. Right. You don't have to be like loud, yelly like me. No, right. But do you, as people are doing stuff like this, I guess, so we've, we've, we've bitched about, you know, players not doing stuff before, <laughs> but as a game master, what are you and I doing to when we're giving information out are we giving enough of the right stuff to encourage the type of play we want yeah we should probably get back to what matt's asking yeah yeah that's (laughs) where i'm at because it's interesting it's very easy to go back to well the players should be blah 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 but i think you know because let's 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 take us let's totally step back for a second let's talk box text back in the day you and you had your modules and some of the newer adventures and stuff right now um you would have There'd be a section of text boxed or shaded. It would say, read this aloud to players. Everything else was for the game master. It was specifically designed in a way uh, to give the players everything that they would see at first glance type of thing. Like, this is what you see when you enter the room is blah. So have you you read a lot more um, prepackaged modules than I do. I don't even know if how prevalent this is right now. Yeah, there's still box text. Are you using it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I might not. I mean, I read it uh, somewhat verbatim, but if it doesn't make sense in the in the first person, third person kind of perspective, change around a little bit. I will some some summarize it a little. There's too much. Let me sum up. (laughs) Yeah, but otherwise, I typically read it. Um, Sometimes, what happens with box tests is that it's weird because it you like. Okay, as you enter the room, nobody's entered the room. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting is it'll usually tell you at the beginning of the module, at least all the ones I've read that I recall, are like, read aloud or paraphrase. It will tell you yes. right at the fucking beginning of the module, and people forget that. Like, hey, I, as the writer, am trying to give you an idea of how to do this. Right. So try this. Rearrange yeah. it as you see fit, which is where one of the things that you do, Sean, which I really think is great for running – the pre-published stuff is you read it and then read ahead enough and you have a grasp of what's going on in the adventure so that when the next piece of box text comes up, you have the opportunity to mangle it, change it, adjust it because you already know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Well, some of it is really can be very, very, very confusing. I've in tomb of annihilation. There were a few things that the party would encounter and I'd have to sit there and read it and read it and read it. And I don't know why, but I'm like, this makes no freaking sense. And I'm like, why isn't <laughs> this making sense? And it isn't, and it's, 
And these are really critical because they're on an encounter where there's traps. Like if you don't convey oh, this properly, you give the wrong data. If you give them the wrong info, they're and gonna... that's a big de- that's a big deal from an expectation setting perspective. If oh. You're if you're coming wait into a, a minute, room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't tell me the you didn't tell me the floor was tiled like a fucking chessboard. There's board. a different colored tile floor. Yeah, you didn't say that, you, you dick. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, or yeah, it's. Yeah, no, that's that's what a big... you see and what like okay, uh, it's and then even if it's like a little bit off, like there's masks with the eyes cut out. Oh, okay, so they're hanging on the wall. No, 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 no. They're they're like the masks are facing you as if you could put your face in the mask. Huh. Oh, okay. So are they it, built into the wall? Can I take yeah, them off the wall? Right. Exactly. No, they're yeah. And then it's like. Well then, I okay. I try to pull it off. No, it's not hanging there. Well, I don't understand. I'm confused. Yeah. And then it becomes this weird. And then what happens? Okay, hold on. Oh, yes, they're hanging on the wall. Well, <laughs> I didn't notice that right off. That's the other. They're, one they're hanging hear. on the wall. Oh, so I can take them off and put it on. Then uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I oh, so you put it on? No, 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 no. I, I'm saying I could. I could if I wanted to. <laughs> This is where I attack the darkness comes in, right? This is so. Then you're like, ah, oh, geez, I yeah. messed that up. The other thing that's interesting with in-game elements, we've talked about this before. What do you have to describe every bitty teeny weeny nuance? And this is kind of where we're getting to, is depending on what your players are. Sometimes you're like, look, what's in the room? Okay, there's 16 pieces of silverware. There are five, um, five plates, two cups. Oh my god, I'm so bored with this. But some of those players are the same ones. They'll be like. Well, I, I guess I have no weapon. We could grab a wine bottle. Oh, you never said there was a wine bottle. I, I mean, I've played with those people, right? Really? We're like, well, you, you you didn't tell me I could have grabbed a wine bottle. I, if, if I'd have known that there was like, uh, you know, a poker and a shovel near the fireplace, I'd have used that as a makeshift weapon. You didn't ask. Well, you never told me. There, oh there was a tweet. Is it on our forums or on Twitter? Somebody might be listening to this going, that was me. <laughs> and it was the it was the space people that land on a on a planet yeah and they're in an environmental suit and they they check to see if the air is breathable and if it is then they take off the the the, the suit, suit. Or yeah the, they unmask yeah and the person's like there's other reasons why you would want to be masked other than just being able to breathe the air oh yeah i saw, I saw that tweet yeah and oh there's a lot like, of reasons there's a lot yeah. of reasons for protection you might not want to do that but how many people are playing like sci-fi games where it's like well, it's class M, uh, nitrous oxygen uh, makeup. I take my helmet nitrogen. off. Yeah, I take my helmet uh, Seems safe. Uh, I take my helmet off. And that's when you die. And then there's some disease that's airborne and is going to kill you. But, but nobody yeah. told them. Yeah, exactly. So going back to the topic, it'd be like, oh, I wouldn't have done it if I would have known that. It's it's interesting because, the and this is where I kind of go back to my, my piece at the beginning is I, I start to gauge... I honestly, when I'm running with a new crew, I, I run the first encounter as I start describing things and I work through. It's usually, it's a test. It's a test for me. It's a test for them. Not like, are they any good or am I any good? But it's like, okay, we talked about stuff that we like. Uh, we had a session zero. Even if we said, hey, I'll, I'll describe things, blah, blah, blah. You guys can make stuff up. If you say, hey, I want to grab a bottle of wine. I don't care about that or whatever. Run into an environment and seriously almost run it from a very meta perspective 
where I run the first one through, if it's a combat, say, hey, now remember, if you want to grab something, you can do that. Remember we talked, oh, yeah, 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 I don't need to, I do have a sword, I don't need, I don't feel like grabbing a wine bottle. Okay, great. Um, and the same thing with descriptions, at the end of, at the end of a description, I will often say, do you, does this make sense? And I, I honestly, I learned doing, I took, that's a piece I learned from my day job, trying to translate technical jargon um, to C-level executives who really don't understand it anymore. Or they used to understand it like back when Wi-Fi was run off crystals. They understand that, but they don't understand Wi-Fi today. So trying to explain to them what DFS channeling is. Oh my God, this is crazy. How do I explain this? So you go through a thing, you look at people and say, does that make sense? Are there any questions? And you can describe a room, describe a thing, and say, okay, it's laid out like a chalkboard. Here, let me draw a thing. So these are black squares. These are white squares. It looks kind of like a uh, truncated chessboard. There's light on the walls. It's all here, here. Any questions? And then allowing the players to ask you different bits and pieces. What I have learned then is I'm paying attention to when the players are asking me questions back. I'm like, this is the type of thing that that player, that player, and that player care about. Because that's what they're asking about. So sometimes opening it up and saying, this is what I'm giving you. Do you have any questions about what's there? Sometimes there's no time. My my cheeky little blah, 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 dragon. Oh, fuck, it's a dragon. Jesus Christ, you bastard. You buried the lead. Um, That, like I said, in high school, I used to have to do that because we were all in high school. I couldn't get anybody to fucking pay attention to me. Um, But I think nowadays what I do is I describe the thing. If it's a combat, like, look, there's there's a handful of goblins. They stand up from the table. You know, poker chips go flying. Cards and dice go everywhere. They scream Briark, and they charge at you. Okay, how many are there? I don't know, maybe half dozen, seven, eight. You don't, it's hard to tell. It's a big, it's a big clustered mess. Jesus. All right, let's roll for initiative. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, it turns out there are five of them. Okay, we beat them all. All right, what the hell is in this room? Describe. Does that make sense? So... How many things? Now, look, there are five foot lockers. There's six bags, seven beds, blah, blah, blah. And going through it, sometimes methodically and repeating yourself or even writing it down for people can be very helpful. But I think for me, I have a hard time having that expectation talk up front, even with new players. And I, I find that figuring that out as we go, because I don't know if all players and even game masters can clearly articulate what they're expecting from the descriptions. So I find that doing it kind of a back and forth conversation as we go through teaches me a lot. And then third, fourth room in, I've got it. I know what Sean, Wayne, Eileen, Melissa, I know what those folks are looking for in a room description. So I give it to them. Does that make sense, Sean? See, I just did it to you. Yes, it makes sense. I'll see if you're paying attention. Yes. So how do you? So that's just that's the thing I'm doing. I have no idea if that's if that's of any help to anybody else. But how would you, how do you how are you handling it, Sean? When you're at a con, let's say you're playing with new not not like Jeff crew. I'm not playing with my Wasa crew. You're playing with a different crew. Do you want? Do you explain up front, or do you just how do you go about it? With the Two With Mahor- the expectation of how, what you're going to do. Yeah, two Mahars that are going to ha- I'm going to have to explain that they are going to have to elaborate uh, a little bit on on what they're looking for. Are you going to explain to them that they don't do it, their lives are at stake type of thing? Could like, be. look, this is... Yeah, it could be. Like, hey, if you... if you, Well, the... The, the, reason I, the reason I asked, Sean, is because some people are like, oh, so you just want more description because it's cool, right? 
Oh. And if the answer is, well, no, not just because it's cool and adds flavor, but this dungeon is designed in such a way that you're screwed if you don't look at details, if you don't do this. So I, I, I'm i saying I could see you having new players at that table that you've never played with before. Say, oh, in their head going, oh, oh Sean wants cool descriptions. Oh, give them cool descriptions. <laughs> Not understanding that if they don't do that, they will miss the potential to miss vital clues or get limbs removed is high. Well, part of me wants to just shit can skills altogether. Oh, and force them to. What do you do? Just you could, black out all the skills. Or the other thing you could do is you could say, what do you do? And then tell them that sounds like a, this skill. Try that. Yeah. Or black them out too. You could just make it all nothing wrong with that. It's everybody can search. I mean, anybody can do anything. Yeah. All, all of the skills on your sheet, you can try. Yeah. And frankly, you know, back in the day, there were no skill lists. You kind of, figured things out or you didn't yeah i mean there's this argument about like player skill versus care you know all this no stuff. but I, I guess what i'm hearing you say though is that if you want to do that and you hand out character sheets and all the skills are blanked you better explain to them what you're expecting yeah and clearly because in that type of game man those expectations this isn't 5e this is 5e you son of a bitch you lied to me but to um it's 5e light 5e light <laughs> but to but to Matt's perspective though, that's a that's like a session zero just before you kick that sucker off saying, Look, we're gonna run this this way. I need this information because it's important. Not only just important for finding data, clues, and whatever, but also saving your bacon. Because <laughs> if they don't understand how critical that is, or they are going to rely on some, well, of, some of you are going to die. Some of you are going to die. Look to you your right, look not. to your left. At the end of the semester, <laughs> half of these people will not be here. <laughs> the end of this session, the people around you may not be with you. If you have a hard problem dealing with character <laughs> death. This game is not for you. You can touch the X card and slowly <laughs> remove yourself from the table. Ah, oh, man. I don't I'll know. You, I'll it, tell you, though, I, I don't know if. There's I a have, balance. It is. It is a balance. I think it's a the session zero description that Matt's talking about. You know, how do we say, hey, this is how I'm going to describe things? It's difficult because the description from the game master's perspective, especially, is when I'm describing the room to you, I am the world and your senses and all those pieces. And as the player, you should say things like, does it smell funny? Even if I didn't describe smell, but I describe mold or rot, you should say, do I smell it? And in the old school days, people would be like, no, you don't. Oh, that means it's illusion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Clever, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Brett, you s smell. You've never yeah. used smell before. What's the smell like? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! It smells in here. It doesn't smell in anywhere else. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can. It's, <laughs> as Matt says, it it seems to be kind of hammered through on a case by case basis, and I think the need to build up that vocabulary of action descriptions as Matt calls it, I, I think is almost required in a way. And maybe I'm dithering on the point here, Matt, but I really think that it's it's almost a group-by-group group perspective. And once you've done it long enough, people get the hang of it. And as I was saying, though, is that when Sean's explaining stuff to me when he was running D&D &D and I was playing or even Star Wars, he's telling me what the world looks like, feels like, tastes like, smells like, what I hear. And if my senses are to be tricked... 
And Sean gives me a, like, yeah, you don't you don't even hear any music. That's in like, huh? That's weird. I don't hear music. Ah, I bet the walls are soundproof. Sean is clear to clear as his game master perspective to not even require me to roll for the an observation roller of any kind to say, no, the walls aren't soundproofed. It's something else, right? Or no, that is weird. Or why would there be soundproof walls in a bar or whatever? You know, there, that that should be a sign of something. Sean could be like, oh, okay, Brett. This character's written this off as, huh, that's just a weird anomaly. Moving on. Why is there green stuff on the dungeon walls? Eh, it's mold. Moving on. <laughs> you know, it, it's not that the dungeon master is there to trick you, but they're giving you information in bits and pieces. And I think when we used to play, like, and when players still do, oh, you used to smell. Oh, my God. I'm not out to kill you. Sean, maybe. I'll kill you. So yeah, watch out for that. I but I think it's very difficult job as the game master when you're describing things. Even players are describing things about their own character. You don't it's hard to give it all away because you want to have some mystery, some reason for somebody to look in the room when you're talking a dungeon. Even somebody to check out the glade. Yeah, there's a little, you know, fairy ring of uh, mushrooms and there's a daisy growing in the center of it. Really? What's that about? Oh. I don't know. You want to go in there and look at it? I don't know. Is it a tall day? Yeah, it's, you know, six, seven inches tall. Seems like a... Huh, that's weird. I didn't give them all the data. I didn't tell them everything about it because I want them to investigate. I want them to ask questions. And I think that's a piece of the Game Master expectation thing that it might be maybe worth saying to players is like, look, part of my job is when I give you descriptions is to leave holes and voids so that you, in turn, have a conversation with me, which is a great thing that Dungeon World does is they want you to have a conversation about how this is going to function. I give you a bit of stuff. There's voids and holes. I'm not, I may not give you all of it, and that's okay. You, as the player, can then ask me detailing, defining questions. Does that make sense, Sean? Yes. Because I think when you when you did that, when you were running for us, that helped. You'd, you'd state a thing, give us some the basic detail you'd catch at a glance or at the first look, and we always ask defining questions afterwards, you know? And I think that's a legitimate part of the RPG conversation that happens at the table or across the internet, as the case may be. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. Did we did we even come close to answering Matt's question? Probably I don't know. not. Did we? Probably not. Re Matt, Let's reread Matt's question, shall I we? I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we may not have actually hit this. But there I think is no answer. Honestly, I don't know if there is on this one. This wow. is really this is a really it depends for me. It honestly is. Yeah. I think you're right. There's a there's a it, it could go it just goes either way. It it can be all over the place. Some of it is is style. Yes, I agree. A lot of some, it. Some some game masters I have played with gotcha game masters. Ah, you didn't check under the stairs. Yeah, I hate those. Ah, you forgot to say you shut the door. Therefore goblins attack. Well, that's Fuck. another thing too. I think that you know, if they, f there are some scenarios where there is that, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. But I you think, know? I think to set that up though, I go back to my idea of that intro, that, that prodding before you catch somebody doing something stupid, you say, so, okay, you guys are camping there. Are you shutting the door? Are you tightening the door? Are you standing guard? What are you doing? Because I need to know this stuff, guys. Because if you don't, Wandering Monsters, you all know this. You played long enough. 
Oh yeah, 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 Sean. But blah, you also blah, blah. you also have to do that to make it routine. Yeah. To make sure that it's not. That's what I'm oh, saying. He's not, asking to do the door. No, no not last time. At the time. beginning, it's at yeah. the beginning, the second time, the third time, and by the fifteenth time, when those jerks have gotten super complacent and no longer have anybody guarding the prisoner. Oh come on, Brett. We we've already said that we have them tied up every room and we yeah and we, I've asked you pay, every we, session we penny the door yeah uh huh oh and now this is the one where the creature comes through yeah you didn't do it this time you did Come not on, every I, session I, we've been playing for fifteen I, sessions that's it people <laughs> I've I've said it for every room and now now just because I didn't say it for this room now you're gonna throw this okay I see how it is all right well, let's let's roll I got uh, twenty on initiative Dret. <laughs> Uh, you, came with, you came with my crew, don't you? Oh, okay. you? I came with everybody's crew. <laughs> exactly. So I guess the other piece here I would leave I would leave us with is that I don't think there's a perfect explanation. There's not no. a perfect way to go about it. One of the best things you can get is a comfortable group, as Sean said with his buddy Jeff. Go, God damn it, Jeff, bounce a 20 off his head and say, you son of a gun, get back in the game. Come on, guys. Have you a fun group that, that doesn't take anything too seriously, get too wound up. I said, uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to have conversations. You're going to have conflict over descriptions. It's part of the game because it's it's a verbal piece. Even when you draw maps and have minis, and you go, oh yeah, behind the behind this, you know, big slag tight slag my column, there's an ogre. Well, I could have seen that. Look at the size of that mini. Oh my god. It happens. <laughs> the, the tactical, the tactical map is not the is not the answer for all of the all of the concerns <laughs> from descriptions. But I think um, being consistent is a big thing, and working on it between you and the players back and forth. What do I, as we're playing, use the game master drawing it out, and use the players providing and asking the game master to give you more, having that consistent back and forth. You limit the amount of gotcha feeling, and you increase the fun. That's how I think. Yeah, I think the consistency piece is pretty. Yeah, because if you if you vacillate, you jump all over. I then you lose trust on both sides of the table. Yeah, and every time you describe something, doesn't always have to be followed up with a gotcha. No, no, that's what not. I think. I think that's another thing that just happens with gamers is that weird inconsistencies, and it's only done in a particular instance, and then there's a gotcha. When, when honestly, it could just be you enter the room, there's a tiled floor, it's black and white checkered, and if they choose to go in a particular route and it doesn't do anything, that's okay. Sometimes it's fun. It's when they fun map watching. It, when they map it out, <laughs> and then the ogre army is chasing them back, oh, fuck, black, white, black, white, black, black, white, white. And they, make, and they and struggle. And, they go, and then they look behind the ogres, plow over it. Son of a gun. It yeah. didn't matter? Jesus. No. Christ, shit. Sometimes it's fun, right? Yeah, I want to do like an Indiana Jones temple uh-huh. where there are no traps. Just walk in, there's an <laughs> idol, you take it. There's a pit. It's not really a pit. It's just where the wall collapsed because there was an earthquake there. Nothing bad. All the traps have been triggered. That'd be another good one. Right, right. <clears throat> the previous adventure party is fucking dead. And everybody went through. Um, Foresto got got stabbed. This guy got poisoned. Con this game. guy fell down a clip. Con game. All right. And you walk all the way through it like, walk right well, through. that was it? <laughs> it's called the walkthrough. <laughs> you come to a room, different tiles and everything. Colored. It's called yeah, yeah. no harm, no foul, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. There's adventure. a riddle, and then there's a guy that's like, <laughs> you know, 
He's Peg, a, pegged they, to the other wall. <laughs> guy pegged the other, another guy burned to a crisp, and the door's open. Yeah. Do we answer the riddle? Well, the door's already open. What do we do here? <laughs> People could sit there for a while doing that. Anyway, Matt, I hope to God we got somewhere close to what you're looking for. If we didn't, call BS, let us know. And listeners, of course, if you guys and ladies have tips, tricks, all their options and ways to do this, if we screwed something up or, or missed a very obvious point from your perspective, let us know, as you old folks are wont to do. And we'll be happy to call it out. So, cool, man. Let's move on. All right, let's get into die roll. All right. So this week, few things. Yeah, what do we got? Ray Otis started a thread on our forums listing random character generators for a variety of RPGs. That is awesome because I'll tell you, man, running a con game, as Sean and I are shortly, having random character generators is pretty damn handy. Yes. Pretty damn handy. So check that out. Thanks, Ray, for starting that. Some good resources there. Good job, brother. The Adventures of Gaia. Hey, on YouTube. So Melissa and the gang, uh, check that out. We'll have a link to their show. Um, I think it's its own system. I'm not. The preview or the intro video is quite entertaining, telling you about what it's about a little bit. Um, so check it out. Give them some love. See what it's all about. Very slick. Uh, Brett, you have the next two. One. Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> the first one I have, I'll throw out there, is the Matt Coville on running d and I talked about it at the beginning. Just a link right there. The other one is the Animated Spellbook on YouTube. I caught this. Some I was watching something, and Animated Spellbook came out. These are short little comic animated um, cartoon strips of like, hey, this is um, how Prestidigitation works in 5e. This is how um, an attack with a spell works. This is how Fireball works. This is how... <laughs> This works, haste works, and so forth. It's really, it's really well done. They're cute, they're fun, they're they're dead on, they're super entertaining, and they're like two minutes, three minutes, minute and a half. They're short, punchy. They get all the stuff there and great visuals. And the art, I love the art. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun whimsical approach. Uh, and the guy, the guy just does great work. So anyway, animated spellbook on YouTube. Z Bashu, um, if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, is the one who does the animation and whatnot. So anyway, link in the show notes. What's the last one you got there? Uh, Dracula, the evidence Kickstarter ends November 20th, 2019. <clears throat> so there's about 30 days after this drops. Um, Bram Stoker's novel as an interactive experience, a box set telling the story through letters, clues, maps, phonograph records, and more. So if you are Dracula dossier, Knights Black agents, enthusiastic individual you will want to check this kickstarter out yeah they've got what 30 as of today october 14 2019 they've got 37 days to go they need 140k they're at 108 right now 108 and some change so they're creeping up on it looks pretty cool man i tell you man back in the day when i was in the vampires this would be my jam yeah it's pretty cool looks very cool very very cool but that's what we have for die roll. That's what we have for this episode, Brett. What are we talking about next week? We're going to talk about tracking PC wealth. We've talked about separating PCs and money and such. And uh, one of our uh, fine listeners and friends on the uh, forums put this out there. We'll talk more about it in detail. But tracking PC wealth next time. Excellent. Can't wait. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Sean. And this is Brett. Good night and good game and all.
This episode of Gaming and BS brought to you with the help from the following BSers. Graham Miner, Corey Wynn, Hawk Sparrow, Larry Hout, Mark Tasaka, Pure Mongrel, Chris Steele, Ron Bishop, Thomas Hook, Rain Humphrey, Craig, Brandon Barnes, Laramie Wall, Dan LaValley, Jason Hobbs, Sky, Roger Brasslett, John Hammersley, Old School DM, Perry Besor, Michael Dinos, Jim Fitzpatrick, Christopher Gray, Bruce Cunnington, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Eileen Barnes, Robert Nemeth, Niall Diamond, Howard Bishop, Stefan Dragonspawn, Mark Anthony Benedetti, Eric Salzwedo, Trevor Davis, The Closet Gamer, Jeff Goat, Aaron Coleman, Ray Otis, C.W. Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Rich Wishon, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Jared Rasher, Andy Hall, David <clears throat> Baylog, Harrigan, Harrigan, Melissa Boshinsky, Brian Rumble, Henry Newcomb, Chad Gleeman, Finolf, Merkel Froelich, Lord Tentacle, Joe Swick, Curtis Takahashi, Josh Wallace, Kevin Lovecraft, Andy Olson, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Jeff Seifert, and Aaron Raylia. Did you know by giving $1 a month you can actually get our shows earlier than the public? Head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thanks, BSRs! This, this has, has been a Litterbox, Litterbox Studio, Studio production. production.